Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, it's week 10, just gone, and once again the weather has been positively pristine. I think the only people who won't be enjoying this weather are the groundsmen out there getting water on wickets. It's going to be increasingly difficult, but in terms of watching and playing, it's been perfect weather again. Um, that means Sal Ali from North London. You've been a busy man, Sal, have you? Uh, standing anywhere on Saturday? I have to interrupt you there. You said the only people won't be happy will be grounded. I mean, umpires have got a tough gig out there. <laughs> You're frying alive out there, aren't you? You know, we are cooking in 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 these in these conditions at the moment. You know, the batsmen can have a rest after they've had a bat and put their feet up, and the bowlers can have a rest at tea or vice versa. We're out there non-stop. You know, from There's ball no one to the game ends. There? You know, There's no so way out. Yeah. I'm hoping with sympathy for some players in the future when they see us guys out there. You know, doing a sterling job. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm loving the weather. I do like the heat, um, but Today I was um, almost at literally boiling point, as they say. But I made it through the day. I assume no one's been giving you jumpers to hold. Don't tell me there's some loons out there who've been taken to the field with, with jumpers on, is there? No. No. If there Good. was, I'd be asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Get that jumper over there to the boundary. I'm not putting that on. Um, exactly. Cool. Good. Good. And where were you on Saturday? Were you uh, with North London or... or um, no, yes, yes. Yesterday I did a panel game. Um, so I've got panel games for the rest of the season now. And... Um, again, we'll talk about later on. London Tigers playing Southampton in Div 3, so we'll come to that later on. Plenty of runs. And Sunday, so you, you've had the equivalent of a couple of hundred overs out there, right? Because I know you were, you were quite busy today. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't so intense, as I would say, in terms of the number of overs. But So that um, an event called Festival of Cricket, which um, is organised by two of our panel umpires, um, Samir Pires and Nisanka Rodrigo, who've done a great job in what they've done today and getting things done. So it's an event that takes place annually. Um, curtailed by COVID, which obviously lots of things were, and it involves um, teams from um, schools in Sri Lanka, so all, all boys' sides basically um, will rock up today, and there'll be at least 24, 25, I would say, maybe even more. Um, teams are made up, made up of players from who went to schools in, in these schools in Sri Lanka. Um, you've got guys coming from all over the country to come and play for their sides today, um, some really good players on show, even overseas, what I was told as well. Um, seven side comp. Um, see who wins four overs per side. I mean, four it, overs, it, crikey, that is yeah. um, short and sweet, isn't it? It is. Uh, I mean, there were some big hits being hit, um, but very entertaining. You know, really big event. I, I mean, I same. I'd say I'd say at least two thousand people there. Probably more, judging by the number of cars that are parked up. You've got live music taking place, um, food stalls, um, just lots of entertainment going on. So it's a really good sort of family event as well. And what's great as well. Lots of different nationalities there as well. So it wasn't just the Sri Lanka community that was embracing it, but good to see lots of different sort of nationalities coming along as well. Um, there's also a fundraising element to it as well. So do, they do raise funds for various various charities. Um, and then you have like a big final at the end. I'd, I'd gone by then, but as I said, um, there, there's a lot of um, bragging rights amongst these schools from Sri Lanka, you know, about who's, who's the best school. Um, so it was good. I had a good day. It was hot. Um, but... I have to say, um, great job by Smith and Nisanko and what they've done today, organising um, the umpires. It's mainly were MCCL panel umpires today, so um, sort of few sort of friendly faces you see on the circuit. And yeah, good day all round, as I said. Um, so yeah, I'm now home and I'm now resting. Rehydrating, yeah, excellent stuff. I know it's so quietly, but Sri Lanka are doing pretty well in their test match against Australia. I'm not sure they're quite in a position where they expect to win, but um, but they're certainly well ahead of the game there. Might be one to keep keep an eye on for the uh, um, test match aficionados out there the last two days coming up. Closer to home, um, Premier League, North Mid, still top, looking strong, right? 
yeah, um, they've taken the bragging rights again. I mean, they do, they do play some local games in the season. They do, don't Crouch they? Yeah, Hornsey this week. Crouch, yeah, yeah, Crouch and then, and and Hornsey. Um, not too far away. This week it was the turn of Hornsey to take on the fourth um, North Middlesex, and they came second best. North Mid uh, now nine, nine points clear. Racked up, racked up, three hundred three for seven. Um, obviously, Matt Moran had a couple of quiet weeks. Um, he had a great start to the season. Um, scored a one five three. So he, he is the kind of guy who just likes to carry on batting when he gets in. And yes, there's a great example. However, at thirty for three, and with, with Joe Crackman also. Back in back in the heart, you looked like Holmes. You were in a decent position, but after that, it was the Moran show because he just went ballistic and the ball's flying everywhere. And as I said, when he gets going, he's an awesome player and great to watch. And um, it's just one of them seasons where North Middlesex love scoring. You know, so one of them games again where they've shown how they love scoring runs. Another big score posted by them. Holmes um, in reply were never in the game at all, really. One one five all out, and um, next winner Jen Warner took five for nineteen. So. Yeah, as I said, North Mid, nine points clear, looking strong. And also, um, if it wasn't ominous enough in where they are, I thought of Joel Hughes in the week, and I think he's due back in maybe a week or two's oh, time. <laughs> he's had an injury. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a great example. Of, of, I mean, we talk about squads in, in the Premier League. This is a great example. You know, the Sunday put out yesterday, again, there's not your sort of normal big sort of Prem players in that side. Um, you know, there's got they've got players missing who would walk into the side normally when they're available. But they've just shown they've got guys who can come in. Like Jen Warner's a great example. He's played in the ones and twos all season, in and out, hasn't really held a place down in the first team. He's turned up, taken five wickets. I mean, they, they call Tom Nicol out of retirement. Um, I know Tom's been playing some MTC games, but he hasn't really been involved in the first team at North Mid much this season. I know he's a busy lad at the weekend, from my gather. You know, but he's rocked up yesterday. Um, gone into bat, faced nine balls and smacked 19 runs, you know. Like, they've never been away, the bloke. Um, it's cricket, piece of cake, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, with the ball just takes takes wicket straight away. So, it just shows they have some good players you can just turn up and help out. But as I said, when they've got possibly Joel back in this side, you know, alongside, and I think Hugh Teasdale's also injured at the moment. I he's been playing some free to cricket. So, I imagine he's just batting. So, if, he, he's, if he's available pretty soon as well. Um, no Van der Spy yesterday. Um, no McQueen yesterday. These are, no Hassan Khan yesterday. These are five quality first team cricketers not available. Mm. If they come back into the side in the next couple of weeks, the rest of the league is in trouble. Well, I was going to say you should think about their twos as well. If they're all available, my goodness me, their, their twos are going to be a serious outfit, aren't they? Um, yeah. You know, if you can get everybody on the field at the same time. Um, I also noticed 55 overs they, they declared. Seems like a sensible number to me. Um, if I were Hornsey, thinking 65 overs to bat when you're not batting particularly well, that's um, that's a fair old challenge. None of this sort of let's get as many runs as possible nonsense. You don't need more than 300 runs. If you lose that, then you just take your hat off and congratulate the opponents. But I, I thought that was, yeah, 55 overs. Go early. Give yourself as much time as you can to bowl the, the oppo out. Not, not that um, Teddington, who was second, really needed that much time to bowl Twickenham out yesterday, right? No, I mean... They do like paying you guys, don't they? I mean, I think a lot they of They do, players, Sal. This is a, never a yeah. truer word said. Um, and they're, they're on the heels. They're not, they're not two. They're, they're nine points is one win away, effectively, if, you know, if, you if leaders slip, slip up. And Matt Naylor, who got runs in the first game, got some runs again yesterday that scored 94, um, aided by Ben Williams to 54. You have to give a mention to one of your bowlers, um, Nicola Namula, who's been playing two, three, four, I mean, I don't know how many years now at your club, you know more than me, Dan. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah, quite a yeah. while. 
great effort for him. Six, I think 25 was in the end, was it almost? Or near yeah. enough that figure? He's a, he's a pace bowler as well. He's running in for 25 yeah, yeah. overs in that yeah. heat. Six for 98. So Tennyson, two, five, four. And again, just decked at 60 or all out just under 60 overs. Um, and I know it was a really hot day yesterday and everyone was suffering in the heat in, in one way or another. But at the break, there was definitely a storm brewing and it wasn't on the, off, off the pitch, was it? It was on the pitch with Andrew Brewster. Um, yeah, I, I did catch some of the highlights last night when I got in, and the guy's a good bowler, isn't he? I mean, four for twenty-six. He's a handful, mate. Yeah, he looks quick, hostile, and he's effective, isn't he? He gets the job done. Um, genuine dismissals, weren't they? Caught in slips, really attacking the stumps, making it hard for batsmen or batters, I should say. Um, yeah, he took four for twenty-six, um, and you guys unfortunately were all out for ninety-three. And here's an interesting stat I picked up on: all the wickets were taken by players whose first name begins with A. How on earth did you pick that up, Sal? That's, that's, well, that's impressive. <laughs> but yeah, scorecard. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> Impressively nerdy. I'm loving that. That's great. Um, that's yeah, I, mean, I think that's fair analysis. I think we've got um, Hornsey next week, and and you don't really have six pointers in July, but you do. Uh, I think um, if, if there's a win there, a decisive result, then whoever's not won is probably looking at Division One cricket next year. Um, and both sides may still end up in Division One next year, but uh, Twickenham Hornsey's one game. I keep an eye on if you're interested in the bottom of the Premier League. At the top end, Sam, I see Cuddington welcome Shepherds Bush. That's going to be a fascinating game next week. Really, really looking forward to that one. Because the Bush are, of the rest of the flying. sides in the, in the division, not only are they flying, but the only real likely challenges of taking the top two at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, very impressive when it gets crouched in by 124 runs. Three, three, I mean, we talk about great efforts yesterday. You know, Nicola Namula, that spell and that yeah. heat. But... You know, Luke Matthews batted the whole innings for 60 overs for 125, not out for, for Shepherds Bush. I mean, that's that is some effort. That's what you're talking almost what over three hours, I would say. Um, yep. And and t- so credit to that guy for what he's done. And his innings sets up a fantastic total, and um, aided by someone who wasn't there as long as his his counterpart. And that was um, Finch Renouf, who spoke about off earlier in the in the season. Had a bit of a wobble during the season. Now back in the runs, he goes in a smashing 95 or 52 balls um, to, to leave Bush in a great position at the break. And they just carried on as they do with their bowling. Amali Eastern is a guy, again, who gets lots of plaudits from us guys. Um, he's had a great season taking wicket after wicket in, in, in the league. And he took the key one of Joel Curtis. So once he was out for 36, it looked like a bit of a tall order for uh, Crouch End. And then that fall in by, as I said, 124 runs. One they new sort of younger players who has played a huge amount of one's cricket, and if I get his second name right, I apologise. Um, Dylan Wana Riar Chichi, I think that's what it is. Scored fifty one, okay. fifty one all out for five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he gave it a go, but three three seven for five is, is a is a bit of a mountain to climb for anyone. Um, yep. So well done the bush, yeah. And as you said, next week they visit Tennyson. A fascinating game. That will be a very interesting game of cricket. I have to say, I have to definitely keep keep an eye on that one. But um, Crouchend, despite their defeat, they're, they're, they're pretty safely mid-table, I guess. There's, there's a scenario where they could slip into relegation trouble, but it would involve teams at the bottom winning a lot, which haven't been doing. So um, unlikely to retain their title, but still impressively mid-table, given their trajectory over the last decade or so. Just above them, um, Stanmore, also probably not going to win the title, but continue to do well, right? Good result for them at the weekend. I mean, I think they'll be delighted, won't they, with their... Where they yeah, are I at think the moment, you know, yeah, they should be. You, you come up into a very competitive Premier Division, um, 
and you're comfortably holding your own at the moment. So they'll be really, really happy how things have gone. And we spoke about recruitment, and they've done a very good job in terms of that. Um, one of the players actually called, they did a point with Tom Edrich, who's got pedigree of playing Premier League for cricket for Southgate in the past, and he's, he's you know, he's come in and had a great sort of sort of season in some ways. Hasn't been probably scoring as many runs as he'd like to, but I'm sure he's happy that he's in the side. And yesterday he was a key as he scored 95 not out and helping his team chase down the leading score. Um, eight wicket win for Stanmore, finished on two three two for two. As I said, chasing down the innings, I think it was two two nine. So um, good win. Michael Levitt also um, overseas for Stanmore, scored 78. I think any eight wicket win against Ealing, for anyone who's played for any length of time in the Middlesex County Cricket League, is a damn good win. You know, you, you, I don't care whether Ealing are doing well or not so well. You know, an eight-wicket win, you know, and pretty convincingly, Ealing batted 64 overs and Stanmore got there in 52. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's that, that that's the type of result that you should remember for quite a long time because Ealing don't often get beaten by eight wickets. So, um, so every respect to them. Um, final game in the division, I think Hampstead will be quite relieved. They, um, they got past Richmond. It, it looked like it's been walking the park for a while, didn't it? But then there was a bit of a wobble. But they got there in the end. Yeah, I mean, just quickly on, on, on Stanmore, um, before we move on, I, know, I do know, I think in a couple of weeks' time, maybe even next week, that um, the Ryan Gold pairing of um, Steve and his dad, Mark, are off to take part in the Maccabee Games, um, which is like the Olympic right. Games of um, the Jewish community. Um, yeah. So I think they're going to miss a couple of games. But they'll be happy to know that they yesterday he played yesterday, they've had Anshi Raff come back into the side. He's played for Hong Kong. Um, so he'll mm. be a good replacement. But yeah, so I think if people are wondering where those two are in a couple of weeks' time, that's where they are. That's the answer to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Always ahead of the game, Sal. That's what right. I say about you. Got to be, mate. Always ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hampstead, so yeah. they'll be pretty pleased with their victory at Richmond, right? Yeah, the game you mentioned last week, wasn't it, Dan? You said um, you'd be mm. interested to see how this one plays out because they're sort of both in similar kind of positions. Um, and yeah, Richmond, I mean, Ben Lockcroft seems to be fine in form in this time format. Maybe the change of ball conditions, etc. Um, he took five last week. He's taken four this week for 38, which and all out for one four two. I mean, Hampson looked to be cruising at one seven for two. Steve McGiffin 49, Callum Jackson 47. But then a bit of a wobble. Um, Will Robertson, um, seen ball for Richmond, took six for 36, um, and they were seven down. But Ben Fraser, mm-hmm. he's been there, seen it, done it, and he was here at the end to see his team home by three wickets. Yeah, good win. I mean, you mentioned Steve McGiffin um, there. I believe he took five slip catches yesterday. That's good. Which, if you think about it, that's, that's a pretty impressive thing to do in a test match, but let alone in a, in a one-day game here in Middlesex. So, yeah, I wonder how many people have taken five slip catches in a Middlesex County Cricket League game before, but McGiffin did that at the weekend, so well played to him there. And that puts Hampstead um, on the same points as Crouch Enbright, dealing yeah. one behind them. Then there's a bit of a gap to Richmond, 16 points, and then a nine ahead of the relegation trap door, um, so that's nine ahead of Twickenham, who are seven ahead of Hornsey um, uh, down there at the bottom. If we move into Division 1, we've got new leaders, right? We have, for the first time this season. Um, Harris St. Rose now are the team who seem to be the ones to catch at the moment. Um, they mm-hmm. were, they were a good run recently. Um, I think yesterday, I mean, from what I know in history, sort of dictates their wicket does like turn. And they've got yep. the perfect exponents in that in terms of Ravi Patel and Carl Kazmi. It was Carl Kazmi who who stole the show, taking six of thirty nine, uh, infield all out for one three nine, of which one hundred eleven runs were scored by the Sayers brothers, um, Brad and Tony. So Brad scored seventy four, mm-hmm. Tony thirty seven, and that's got to be alarming in the rest 
the batting probably contributed what twenty eight between them. So you know that's that's concerning in terms of where they are in in, in table and, and future games coming up. Um, and then Tom Pettit, who doesn't have a problem scoring runs at all for Harris St Mary's, scored a forty seven not out, and so we could win for Harris St Mary's. So yeah, they are now in pole position. Uh, impressive, impressive, because they didn't have the greatest of starts. They did stumble a little bit, mm. but they've they've come through, particularly in the um, the, the timed format with, with with people like you know the, the spin twins that you mentioned there to to be in in a pretty good position. And they're they're two points out of Bronsbury. You didn't have the worst of days yesterday, but they they couldn't quite force the victory against Osterley. Yeah, I mean they'll probably think they did most things right. Um, just just couldn't take the final wicket. Um, James James Brady yeah. overseas ninety nine just fell short of a, probably a really good turn. As Osterley, sorry, Bronze scored two, four, six, four, nine. And I'm sure um, Osterley did give it a go early on because it looks like, you know, they're not going to start, start blocking balls out from ball one, are they? Um, Subir, who didn't the keeper, scored 76 until he was run out by Grady. Um, looks set a decent platform, but in the end they were holding on and finished up with two, two, six, four, nine. So Bronze denied by Osterley rearguard late, late at the end of the day. Yep. And Bronze are still in a decent position. That you're not top is not the end of the world. They're still. Um... You know, the 13 points clear of, of Finchley in third, uh, and I'm sure that you know, much, much as um, James Over and his boys will, will want to be top of the pile, that there are definitely worst positions to um, to be in. And Finchley, um, Finchley won at the weekend, didn't they? They had, a, they had an impressive win against Winchmore Hill, so they're, they're not to be taken lightly either. But 13 points is still no, 15 points, I think it might be, is still a significant gap there. But uh, Finchley's game against Winchmore Hill did that anything there catch your eye? Um, before we move on to it, and guess who's playing who next week? Oh, go on. Bronn and Finchley. So, there is... Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, if yeah. Finchley win that and they do get a 12-pointer, the league could be three points. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Finchley, yeah. Finchley had a good win yesterday. Um, they restricted Winchmore Hill to 177 or 55. So, great great attempt, you know, effort from their attack. Um, Anand, Anand Ashok scored 70 for, Finch, for, for Winchmore Hill. And... and Finchley had no problems with their batting and, and, and getting the runs on the board as quick as they could. One, well, I would say a canter, really. Gishan Herb, 62, mm. and Captain Tom Powell, 69, not out. So, yeah, Finchley have a little momentum building here. And as I said, as they go into like a yep. sort of local derby next week, and second versus third, another fascinating game in, in, the, in the division. Absolutely, and it looks like a good bit of strangling there, doesn't it? 178 off 55 makes you think that Finchley have probably kept a tight grip on that for, for most of the innings. And in you know, in a season when there's an awful lot of runs being scored, it doesn't look like much keeping a side down to 178. It's not the type of result that will immediately catch your eye. But I've got a feeling there might be some decent bowling and fielding going on there. So, um, um, so yeah, well done to them. Going back to Osterley, they only got a losing draw against Bronsbury. Looking at the table now, Osterley second from bottom, but they're now just one point behind Wembley. So, so these little points that you win could potentially, come September, make a massive difference, right? They're, they're just the one point behind now because Wembley, um, they were beaten by Barnes, right? Yeah, Barnes are two out of two now. Um, beaten them yeah. on last week and a good win yesterday against I mean, <clears throat> they do show some guts. Um, last week they recovered from a sort of tricky position and yesterday they, you know, hung in there and chased down Wembley's 2-1-5 were winning by two wickets. In terms of Wembley, again, we talk about Enfield's batting, um, I think Wembley also have concerns in their batting. Kildrenia scored 108 out of their total of 215. The next high score is 35. Bowled out in 45 overs. Now, you know, you bat another five overs potentially and, and you know, you, you could win the game. 
So I think they will works be, a different place, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. So I think there'll be sort of conversation taking place about you know the batting and how they can make things better for themselves. Because um, the bowling seems pretty decent, they seem to have a decent attack. But as I said, um, being bowled out in forty-five overs just give gives that Barnes that extra bit of a boost, doesn't it? At T, you know, and they have that amount of time mm. to win the game, and, and they and they held their nerve. So um, Oscar Welton, who got runs last week, was in the runs again this week. Scoring a good fifty, um, and Barnes. Have to thank Joe Jenkins at the top of the innings. He was scored sixty-eight to give him a sort of a good start. Um, and as we said, they sort of kept kept their nerve and were home by two wickets in the end. So yeah, Wembley probably getting a little bit concerned in terms of where they are in the table. Um, just one point you said, as you said, off Osterley. And actually, you know, there's no easy game to Ireland, and they'll be away. At, at, sorry, they'll be hosting Acton next week. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I do have this. I mean, Wembley have done well over the last twelve months, but I do think sometimes they they they, they will win a few and lose a few, uh, which means that of course the carousel is going to spin, right? And you'd think that Wembley will bounce back because they're that type of side. But yeah, just being one point ahead of Osterley won't won't have too many of them sleeping that easily. I thought at the at the moment, Barnes on the other hand, they're up to sixth. Um, they 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 you know didn't have the the most thunderous of starts, and they're on forty five points now. That's fourteen ahead of Osterley, and you know they're not going up. But, um, you know, they're a couple of wins and they're definitely not going down either. So I think they'll be quietly happy of the way that they've consolidated after, um, after a couple of, of tricky early results. Um, Acton-North London, that was the final game in the division, right? And I, I guess Acton had much the better of it from what I can see. Yeah, if it was a boxing game, match before you'd be stopped in after, I don't know, after about 10 frame maybe. But yeah, we hung in there. Um, again, yep. As you got to do at times. Listen, this is the time format. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a skill game, isn't it, really? And you have to show some skills in yep. Being dogged and resistant, and sort of you know grinding out results, and that's what we did yesterday. Um, Acton had a bit of a flyer. James O'Neill was 80-40, Hill got sixty, but we sort of fought back well. So for ninety-three for no wicket, they fell to one seven-nine for six. Um, sort of late flurry runs took him to two three two three nine for eight. Um, we haven't really chased big totals in the past too often. Um, and when I heard that, I thought at the half-time break, I was thinking that there's two or three guys that have to get runs for us. Those two or three guys didn't get the runs. Um, and then we sort of blocked out and ended up on one, one, three for seven. Alex Brennan, old Trojan in the league. I know he's not that old, but... Um, IB, still going strong. He's still, yeah. still legend. Um, 438. So, Acton probably came away a little bit aggrieved, I suppose. But, you know, as I said, that's that's the, that's the beauty of time cricket, isn't it? You know, you have to bowl teams out yeah, doing winning least. games. Absolutely. And, you know, you guys are fourth. That's still a perfectly respectable position in my book. And Acton a fifth. Um, it would need... Pretty impressive charges, I think, to, to, to get beyond Bronsbury and Harrison Marys. But you guys can start this week, Sal, can't you? I think you've got Harrison Marys, right? Yeah, we have hosted them uh, at, at the cot, so that should be a, a good challenge for us. I and mean, we were beating at their place early in the season, so I'm sure they're smarting after that and, you know, wanted to sort of be the top side in the league still. So that, that should be an interesting game. Yeah, but if you can get something out of them, then again, we're starting to get to the situation where you can throw a blanket over a number of sides. So um, um, I'm sure if, I won't be the only person... Uh, um, keeping an eye on that one, there were a few other teams in that division who were, who were very keen to see how you guys go. Um, if we move into Division 2, I'm losing, I, I've got many, uh, many new words to say about Harrow Town, to be honest. So they, they just keep plundering on, they keep getting results. And this week's was not entirely unexpected. They were playing MTSSC, who, who, who were struggling, um, and they declared after 49 Harrow Town, they were 257 for three. Um, so only, I'd say only three down, strong position, and they no doubt with plenty of attacking fields, uh, removed MTSSC for 167. So um, that's 12 points uh, in the bag. But what I would say is that the, the Titans are struggling, but they put up a fight. They got, got a few runs um, and 
uh, ultimately, you know, if, if you're going to fight your way out of difficult positions, you've got to show a bit of stickability. So maybe the fact they've got 167 on the board can be taken as a as a positive as they move forwards. Um, Sanjay Mistra, 132, not out off 102 for Harrytown. Impressive um, figures. I did a bit of maths on this one as well, Sal. They're now 32 points ahead of Southgate in second and 36 points ahead of Highgate, who are third. And if results go the right way, and it's a little bit difficult because sides play each other as well, but basically I worked out if the results go the right way, Harrytown could be promoted in week 13. And I'm not sure too many sides have been promoted in week 13 of any season. Um, but uh, that, that could be the way it pans out. If they keep winning and the sides around them um, keep, keep losing. And Southgate and, Harrow, um, and Highgate didn't lose this week. They've got losing draws, right? They, um, good games of cricket, by the looks of it. But they, they definitely um, slipped up. Um, Southgate were playing Southampton, another side who seemed to be slowly but surely improving. And that was 204 all out for... Um, Southgate and 201 for nine in 51 in reply. So you know lots of results in the game right until the uh, right until the, the very end. Um, Nish Patel, a bit of a war horse there, been around for a long time. Southampton, he scored 64. Phil Dunnett, 41 for another guy who's been around a fair old while. Um, 41 for Southgate. Um, and I said the Gators were they were 191 for seven. Um, but then I think James Dangerfield was out and, and ultimately it all went a bit squeaky bum time and both sides had to settle for a draw. But looks a great game of cricket. Highgate, similar-ish story, even though it wasn't quite so tight. They had to settle for a losing draw as well. They were playing Eastcote, another side who were picking up quite nicely. Um, and that was 284 for four off 50 for um, Eastcote and 247 for eight off 50 for Highgate. So it looks like a decent chase, certainly... Um, ben Donkers was in the runs again for Highgate. He got 97. Uh, Johan de Silva, um, who's also been around a fair old while now, he got 64. Um, but the star man for Eastcote was Trent Keep. He got 139 off uh, 111 balls and then helped himself to four for 61 with the ball. So he was definitely the star man um, for them. And that brings Eastcote back into it. They're only two points behind Highgate now. Um, and they're, you know, they're all closing in together. Certainly two to fifth looks like it's got a long way to go this season. And that even though... Harrowtown remain far, far away out in front. Now, Division 3, I'm going to olay this one over to you, Sal, because, of course, you were umpiring in this division uh, this week. You did London Tigers v Stoke Newington. It was another pretty interesting affair there. It does, Dan. It does, Dan. I just want to say, when I sort of started umpiring, especially in this league itself, I um, sort of created a bucket list of what I want to sort of achieve in, in my umpiring days in the middle sex. Um, at the moment, there's only two items on there, so it doesn't yeah. need adding on to it. But... Yesterday, I achieved one of those, um, and that was uh, to umpire Sammy Hyder. Um, and not only did I umpire... Actually, the legend that is, Sammy Hyder. The legend that yeah. is, Sammy Hyder. And not only did I umpire, he actually bowled from my end. So it was like 11... I think he bowled 11 overs in the end, maybe more than that, of him from my end. Um, and what a guy. You know, great guy. Um, still a f- full of passion, still full of enthusiasm. Really good sort of team player. Really supportive of his team. Um, as I said, still has that, you know hunger for the game that you probably had when you started playing all them years back. Um, only took one wicket, but as I said, he... I was going to say, you weren't giving him any LBWs, were you? I can see that from the scorecard. I gave him one. Um, it was pretty, oh, sorry, yeah, I think it, it was pretty plum. Um, but he's the kind of guy as well that knows when something's out, I think. He's not going to try and con umpires and, you know, appeal for things that are not out. I kind of sense that about him. Um, the fact he knew my name was obviously quite nice as well, so I was quite chuffed about that. But yeah, so yeah, it was, he, he, he was here yesterday, so... We are negotiating, getting on the podcast. We're giving him the contract. 
Um, just sent them, oh, yes. them on a few terms here and here, Dan, and hopefully... Is his agent being a bit, bit, bit fine yeah, sure getting yeah, through there? Yeah, he did a few okay, offers elsewhere yeah. as well, so... Um, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, so hopefully we will come on one day. But yeah, lovely guy. So the game itself was a great game as well. Um, mm. London Tigers batted first, two four seven for five or four seven, which is you know very positive intent from the captain who's there, um, who, who you know decked after forty seven. Could have gone on if he wanted to. The wicket was pretty flat, rapid outfield. Um, he had Stoke Newton on the ropes. Where was this at, Sal? Was this at, was this in Southall? Or? Yes, yeah, at Southall's ground. Yeah. So I mean. Just quick on, on to London Tigers themselves, the, the, the bit of history in their club there. Had a group of players who, the, the club existed. They had a group of guys from Harrowtown who sort of moved over to them um, and started playing the cricket there. And, and they're really trying to get things going there. They've got, I think, three elevens now. They've got a junior set up there. They've got a side in the MDL. Um, the ground they're doing some work on. It looks like you know, facilities are okay. Um, the, the pitch played really well, actually. I think the outfit could do a bit of work, but still, you know, it's early days. But there's lots of great work going on behind the scenes. We've got Ali Sardo, he's been a Harrowtown member. Ali um, Sardo, he's been on a long yeah, time. He was scoring yesterday. Lovely guy as well. Just he's injured at the moment, shoulder injury. Um, Abid Javid, who's played around as well a while. Um, so a lot, lot of guys who know cricket, played a good level of cricket, and then just trying to take the club onto the next level. And I think they're doing a great job on what they're trying to do there. So um, just Talk shout about, out to those. Yeah, Abid Javid, just a quick one on him. I, I remember playing some representative cricket, low-level representative cricket with him. And he played a game at Southgate on the Wednesday for this side. And then he played in, for the same side the day after against Twickenham. And this must have been 15 years ago. And, um, and he came up to Twickenham on, on the Thursday and he was hobbling. And I said to him, you're right, Ali, what's going on here? And um, I basically said, oh, I scored 197 yesterday. <laughs> it's killed me. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to walk. And it was like, Oh, right. So you're in decent nick then. And of course, you know, we didn't have a great side out at Twickenham. But um, thankfully, he was so sort of, you know, destroyed from the day before. He batted at 10, I think. And he scored 20 off 10 balls or something. But yeah, when I saw him hobbling, I thought, oh, my goodness, he's been in, there's been an incident. But no, he was just, um, you know, struggling from, from scoring far too many the day before. But anyway, I'm glad he's still going. Was he still playing around. yesterday? Yeah. He still bats the same, yeah. Yeah, he, bat, he came in around seven yesterday and just was... Smashing Smashes to all parts pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's a, he's a clever cricketer. You know, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. Um, he kept as well. Kept any regular keepers in the way. So he had a bit of a uh, busy day. But yeah, as I said, some really good people there doing some good work behind the scenes there on and off the pitch. So, um, you know, I, I think they kind of know their level at the moment. I think they know where they are in the table is probably about right. Um, they're not having yeah. any sort of massive plans about let's get promotion. They kind of know where they are. They do know um, that they probably aren't probably a bit behind maybe the sort of top two, three sides in that division. So they're sort of quite content where they are and still continue yeah. to enjoy their cricket. So yeah, yeah, as I said, great game though. Um, you know, Stoke Newington really, um, you know, a very young side. Um, mm. The captain, another, you know, really good bloke called Dominic, who was keeping, I think did a great job in the field because, you know, it's quite easy sometimes, or it's quite hard actually, I would say, sorry, um, you know, got young lads playing for you. It's getting hot. The ball's going everywhere. You're chasing lever for two and a half, three hours for heads to go down. You know, um, players to get sort of, you know, a bit disorientated in what's taking place. But he managed the side really well. Um, kept them quite, you know, g'd up as much as he could. And I mean, their their innings was down to a fantastic hundred from Ishak Rahil, who scored 110. Mm. Opened the batting, dropped early on. It was quite a simple chance, but after that, was really good driving the ball down the ground. Um, good run between the wickets, and he, his time was amazing. You know, really, as a really instrumental in them getting home. He was run out, um, backing up at the non-strikers end. Um, which, or old uh, school, you know, does happen Mankat. sometimes. 
yeah, old school. Yeah. I know it yeah. doesn't exist anymore, does it? But um, oh, yeah. okay. But you know, he, he will learn from that. As I said, you know. And, I, I they, and they, they needed that win, Sal, don't you, Inton, right? They're still in the, in the bottom two, but they're, they're a lot closer to SKLP yeah. now than they were. That, that's, that's an important win for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed. More, as, uh, both sides bowling probably needs a bit of work on, but batting-wise, both sides batted really well. And I said, um, Ishak, fantastic innings, and he, he looked a very good player. So, um, you know, and they've got a couple of really good, young kids called Harley Gordon who bowled a few overs and batted number three. I think he's under 16. Looks a very good cricketer. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've got definitely some talent there. Just needs moulding together a little bit. Um, they are going to come against some seasoned cricketers who probably will find find them out occasionally. But I think there's a lot to work with there. So, um, you know, very good game of cricket. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was obviously a hot day. And the highlight of the end of the day was that during tea time, I spotted an ice cream van. And those, those who know me know I love my, my, my ice cream. Ooh. Big ice cream fan here. Um, just the right over there, there London the... Tigers. I know, I know exactly where you're thinking because it turned up when yeah. I played there two years ago, and I was pretty tempted, even though I was in the outfield. Oh. Well, I, I thought you might. I thought just like Derek Vance has been left there, and I asked one of the players. I said, "No, he comes every week." So I popped over to see him, and it was just after oh. I had my tea, and I had about five minutes before I had to go back out. And I said, "Are you going to be back later on, or are you staying, or you're not going to come in?" No, I'll be back around seven o'clock. So I thought this game has to last till seven o'clock, which it did, um, and then I went and got my flake. So. Into a great day. Uh, what could be better, quite frankly? You know, what could be better? Brilliant. Um, and I'd known exactly what you mean with the ice cream van. It definitely did turn up two years ago. I remember thinking I was partial well, to one myself. Yeah, that's what yeah. you need after a game that we were. And the Mr. Whippy and a bit of flake totally. in it. Perfect. Marvellous. We're easily pleased, don't we, Sal, me and you? Fantastic. We are um, at the top of the table, Kenton had a pretty easy day against. SKLP, and that's uh, they chased down 83, um, and, and they lost four wickets on the way, but they, uh, they'll be pretty happy with that. But Wickham House, less so, I think. They were top um, um, at the start of the day, but they had a, a pretty exciting game against, uh, against Chiswick, and, um, and they, they didn't come out on top, so they're now second. Did you catch the details of that one? I, I had a brief look this morning, yeah. I mean, it looks a real thriller, doesn't it, you know, in terms of yeah. how it finished up. I mean, Wickham House looked down and out at one point, and the last pair had 24, and looked like they might see the famous win. And then, fortunately for them, and fortunately for Chiswick, Chiswick take the final wicket. So, yeah, Chiswick won 7-1, and Wickham House won 6-7 all out. So, um, you know, a really exciting game. And just show again, in, in like all the divisions, anyone can be anyone on their day. You know, there are sides who are, you know, probably sometimes thinking, but we shouldn't be where we are in the table, and they then go and prove that, you know, on the pitch. Oh, absolutely. And, and, but it looks at the card, at least. I mean, Zane Hussain, who's the, the number 10 for Wickham House, he scored 28, um, say, at number 10. And um, they put on 24 runs for the last wicket. They're almost there. They're only four more runs and they're level. Um, and of course, I, I don't know exactly how the dismissal went, but, um, but Chiswick got him. And Chiswick, I'm sure, would have been pretty cock-a-hoop at, at beating the league leaders uh, by four runs with such a, um, such a dramatic ending. I know Seb Eyre and, and Matt Tome-Smith got three wickets apiece. Uh, and they'll be, yeah, they'll, they'll be really happy with, with that one. If you move into Division 4, um, interesting, the game that caught my eye before we started was third place, Besborough, were playing top of the pile, K+. And K+, have been pretty um, consistent this season, and that they, they've been top for most of it. Uh, but Besborough came through. It was 157 versus 159 for 4. Um, Arjan uh, Karma took 7 for 46 for Besborough, which is a pretty impressive bowling performance in anyone's book. 
Um, and Hemin uh, um, Jutia took uh, well, it was 62 not out or 53 balls to see them home. So that's, um, that, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive win for Besborough. It actually allows old eyes to, um, to make progress as well. Um, they beat Headstone Manor, 204 versus 108. Headstone Manor still uh, struggling a bit at the bottom of the table. Rowit side, 88 for old eyes. Um, and uh, Jivan Reedy, 6 for 21, and uh, Skipper Alex Sambi, 4 for 41. So, yeah, K-plus uh, slip up, but Besborough and Old Eyes don't. So, again, um, things are moving at the top of that division as well. Division 5, big game of the day there was London Sportive against Willow Leather, Sal, right? Did you um, see or hear much about that one? I mean, we had a chance to look at one, but, yeah, just judging by um, what you've written here, it does seem like to be quite an exciting game, doesn't it? You know, um, What's going on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest with you, as I said, um, Willow Leather had both have a good start to see, haven't they, so far? And um, yep. with the foot, they'll be, in terms of the result itself, um, Willow Leather throw one for, sorry, throw one for nine of 53.5. Interesting deck. Again, unless it's in, I think sometimes there are input and issues on play cricket regarding overs, so sometimes these are not correct. So 53.5 may not be the case. Um, Amit, Amit Dagger. 83. Um, and one of your old guys got some runs, didn't he, Dan, in, in the response? Yep, Parampreet Singh. Yeah, he chipped in with 55. Um, and yeah. uh, I also saw the figures there that of um, London Sporties, Mirabal Alam, 5 for 25. Uh, 525, well, 125 runs conceded off him, which, I mean, fair play. He's clearly bowled all day. Um, but to, to come away yeah. with five wickets in that heat, decent effort, I'd have thought. Yeah, 100%. You don't mention the runs when you tell someone you've got five wickets, do you? You just tell them you've got five for. I wouldn't know, so apparently not. Apparently not. I mean, I, I don't got no. I never got five wickets in a league game, so. Uh, but I'll take your word for it for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, five wickets for him. Well done. And London Sportif. I mean, remember this is the top two. These are the, these are the best two sides in the division. Um, they never got anywhere near it. So I think we have our dig in of the day here, even if it's not sort of a monumental one. And they they closed on 115 for seven. So you know, 180 runs off target. Uh, Jonty Ponaganti four for 16 off 10. And in the end, Willow Leather used 10 bowlers. I assume the 11th must have been a keeper who didn't yeah. bowl. Um, but they used 10 bowlers. They did, did everything they possibly could. Although I couldn't help but think that Ponaganti might have bowled a few more overs than 10. I mean, he mm. may have been injured. There may have been other reasons. But um, with four for 16 off his first 10, he, he might have been worth giving a few more. But I think Willow Leather will still be pretty happy. That's a, that's a pretty bombastic um, w- w- winning draw. Um, the bottom two also played each other, Sal. So we had the top two and the bottom two um, facing off. Uh, Priory Park beat three bridges, 2-3-4 versus 1-5-6, so a fair few runs about there. Uh, that puts um, Priory Park on, on 26, uh, Ealing three bridges on 15. Uh, so Priory Park now only four points away from Peshwa, who were well beaten by United Sports. So that will hopefully give them a bit, of a bit of a push to start climbing up the table. Now, if you want runs, Sal, mm-hmm. there, there has been only one division to really go to this season, and Boy, was that the case this week. Division 6. Um, oh. You know, what on earth is going on? Talk us through it. Well, it's, it's our guilty pleasure in some ways, isn't it, Dan, this division? Isn't it we love, it, it we is love, a bit, you're right. We love delving into it and finding little nuggets of information that just, uh, you know, catch our eye. Um, and, yeah, London Super Kings were definitely given the title of the Super Kings. Thought it showed some kind of super play in their battings. 4-4, four, 2-7 four, for seven of 45 overs. 442 is, uh, yeah. for 7. Wow. Some yeah. some effort. Um, one of their guys scored 114 of 62 balls. Um, Abbas Vikram, 
Um, and then you have some support down the order from Niraj Rai, who smashed 78 or 35 balls. Um, and if you're ever stuck and bored of what to do, I know done the Super Kings do stream their game. So you want to go on oh, YouTube and check out oh. these innings. Yeah, they, 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 they put their games on, on YouTube. So. You probably do it about 10 p.m. because yeah. they'll still be playing, right? Yeah, with the wides they bowl. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, 56 <laughs> wides. Not too bad because last week we had 74 that we won the game. So, um, yeah. yeah, that, that can't help. Yeah, but hold it? on. 56 wides helped them get to 4-4-2. They then bowled 53 back at North Alt Manor. So, yeah, under very, nine in the game. Yeah. Very generous team, mate. They like to sort of now share, share, <laughs> share the wides out. But, yeah, North Alt Manor, I mean, to their credit, 3-3-2 for nine. Didn't sort of just go in there and you know, try and block it. I mean, it's a huge score to catch, isn't it? But they gave it a go. Um, Imagine but... losing the game by 100 runs when you put 332 on the board. <laughs> I know. It's, um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever done that, that's for sure. Yeah. And actually, the earnings are another interesting factor. Um, apart from one player, we played on double figures. Well, that's a team performance, that, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. So, yeah, they all sort of chipped in. And as I said, the wires helped in some way or another, but not enough to get him to the target they was chasing, which was, as you said, massive. Yeah, ridiculous. Four, four, two for seven. Um, it's very top at the, at the you know, at the, it's very tight at the top of our, our guilty pleasure division, Div 6, because Super Kings are top uh, with 83, but um, United Sporting Club are right on their tail. I think they've got 82 off the top of my head. Um, and then Youth Wing have got 81. Um, and all three yeah. of those sides won at the weekend. Um, Youth Wing, wow, low scoring affair this one, Sal. They just got 357. Um, so 357 for six who were, they were playing um, Tower United who, who we've mentioned in previous weeks really are uh, struggling a bit uh, and you know I'm not surprised when you're having to chase that many that many runs but um, you're playing 357 for six that keeps them in the hunt for a promotion spot and United Sporting Club chase Bahani's 234 for five um, for the loss of just, just three wickets so um, well done to them they keep going strong at the top now where does that leave us in terms of high and low scores, Sal? I get, I'm getting a feeling I know the high score, right? Uh, London Super Kings with 4-4-2 for seven. Um, but what about outside of the first 11? Anything else get um, get even remotely close to that? I guess not, no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Simple <laughs> answer. Like, no. Yeah. That's going to I mean, that, that game out. produced two, two of the high scores in the, on the day itself. So, Northampton Manor scoring 3-3-2 in response. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All good. Um, in terms of lower scores, I guess it wasn't the greatest of days for SKLP, right? This is a very interesting fact, isn't it? So their first team bowled at for 83 um, yep. and against Kenton and their second team bowled at 44 against Kenton. Um, mm. So there must have been something in the air at their club that day. Well, it, it could be a whole range of things, person, couldn't it? Yeah, COVID's coming back yeah. a little bit. Um, we certainly had a couple mm. of people who were out at Twickenham because of COVID and it's Eid as well this weekend. So that, that may have prompted yeah. a few folks to, to give this one a miss. So, you know, it happens. Back in the saddle, fellas. SKLP, really good club. Got a lot of time for them and I'm sure they'll, they'll bounce back in, in weeks to come. Um, the digging of the day, I haven't got really anything that's, um, you know, that that's, that that's fits the genre perfectly. Though I can throw one thing into the mix, Sal. We had um, one of those cricketing stories that, that I think most people would love at the weekend. Our thirds were down to 10 men um, at about, oh, goodness knows, nine o'clock on Saturday morning. So one of the parents of the juniors comes along and, and he's driving him round, driving the team round. Um, the, the, the North Circular, and he says, all right, go on then. I'm playing some sort of school, which is 25 years ago, I'll play. And, um, and, and sure enough, they're having a, a long day. They're going to Botany Bay, which is a very nice oh, place yeah. to play, to play Highgate Threes. Um, they're, they're, they're a long way away from 321. Um, and aforementioned dad, who I haven't played for years, has to go out with 13 overs to, to, to left in the game. 
Um, he's, you know, he's batting out for the last wicket and he does it. Um, and, and he gets right to the end. Um, he bats 52 balls. Um, he's only come along to, you know, to, to offer his taxi services. And, and James Hopkins um, stand up, take about, uh, I think, 52 balls when you've not played for years and years and years. Uh, batting uh, with our skipper in Edasani um, is, a, is a pretty impressive effort. Rumour has it as well that um, the penultimate ball of the day, the, um, the, the bowler came in, a bowler bouncer, and, and sort of the muscle memory kicked in. So Hopkins hooked it. First bounce into long legs hands. You know that would not have gone down so well if that had gone straight. You know straight down his throat. But that, that's our digging of the day. I think we had thirteen overs there um, with, with, a, with a, someone who hasn't played cricket for twenty years holding fort. Um, and I thought that was quite good. Will he be in the ones in terms of ARB? Well, yeah, if he can keep out fifty-two balls, he's got half a chance, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'll advise. Um, AOB, the only question I've got, Sal, for AOB, because I know there wasn't any cup action of, of any great note around this weekend, is um, the Daily Star's got to be saying Scorchio, right? I, I cannot believe that we're, we're going to have anything other than a, a, a hot week. Is that the way you're seeing it? Yeah, it's just going to continue, mate. So we've got another, at least, I think, 10 days I'm looking today um, of wow. sunshine. So, I mean, it could affect, you know, decisions on what happens in, in the forthcoming weeks in terms of, you know, when it comes to the tosses and the bat first and the bowl first, you know, what even selection potentially, you know, how, 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 how a pitch is going to fare due to the fact yeah. that we've not had any rain for a while at the minute. So, yeah. Well, I do wonder whether it might make a few more folks bat first. Three and a half hours out there in the boiling sun is going to take, yeah. you know, it's going to take it out of you. So I wonder if it might enter a few minds. Um, we were talking off air. I don't know if anyone's, um, I mean, Paul Smith is the man who could, could look for stats like this, but the Twickenham second 11 have batted first in all 10 games this season. So far, but through choice, they've won, won the toss and batted. They like to do that. Um, but I wondered if, you know, has anyone ever batted 18 games first? Uh, that, that would be one, 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 you know, one stat. But I, um, you know, I'd, I'd be intrigued to know if anyone's even batted 10, you know, because, of course, a lot of teams do like to chase and they will instinctively bat second. So, yeah, all 10 games a season, the Twickenham second level has batted first. If anyone can beat that, let me know. Let Sal know. We're open to, to hearing about um, anything as wacky as that if you've got it to hand. Anything else from you, Sal, that you want to throw in? I just want to chuck in my... Um, you didn't ask me down what my second bucket this thing was. So I'd like to just mention You're it right. there. You didn't. I should have done. Yeah, yeah. Hit us with it. Yeah. It's, it's food-related. Um, it's to have a tea at Stanmore. So, Stephanie, if you're listening, if I ever get to umpire at your ground, I'll be delighted. My goodness, that's a long half volley you've bowled there. That it's going to be, well, I'm, I'm sure that's going to happen very soon. But um, I have had teas at Stanmore, and they are delightful. They are delightful. Well, so, um, that's, and I'll, I'll yeah. want to tick that off as quick as I can, hopefully, so that I can add to it. But yeah, so I've achieved one, Sammy Hyder. Next one is a tea at Stanmore. Or even well, if ever there's a reason it. to get yourself up to the panel as an umpire, Sal, to concentrate on the winter, get, get passing those tests. I know it is quite a rigorous process now. It's the thought of a Stanmore tea in the Prem, that's, that's what drives me, down. <laughs> and I believe it as well I believe fantastic stuff um, Sal have a good week and you, mate. we'll reconvene next week looks like there's lots of cricket to be um, to be discussed then uh, and, and we certainly will okay um, cheers folks Brilliant. see you soon take care bye bye